0: everybody, it's the Never Heard of It podcast, the podcast where we talk about the movies that have fallen through our cracks. I'm Sean Harwell, we're doing a tee-up episode today, short and sweet, got lots of information on a movie I at least had never heard because I picked it. But at first, let me introduce my co-host, Craig, the man, the myth, the miracle, Morehead. Say hello, Craig.
1: Hello, Craig.
0: Every time, you yeah. get that, every time, yeah.
1: Never get told
0: it really doesn't. I'm, I'll let you know when it does. Thank I you. will let you know.
1: Appreciate it. How are you? I'm doing all right, Sean. How are you doing?
0: Uh I'm not too bad. I've I've been fighting some sinus stuff all mm-hmm. day long, but right now it's it's feeling okay. So we'll see how this goes. Mm-hmm. If I just drop out suddenly, uh you got you just grab the wheel and yeah, drive us right on home. I will run with it. Let me take a quick second and say hello and thank you for some reason we've had a slight uptick in global listeners. Yeah. As you pointed out recently, we've had listeners on every single continent of this globe we call home. That's pretty crazy, Craig.
1: That is awesome. Hello, hello world. Yeah. Thank you for for listening, for taking the time, even if you're just making fun of us.
0: Yeah, and if you're in Ethiopia, as our uh, podcast host tells us you are and listening, man, we would love to hear from you guys and get some suggestions. So uh, you can do that in a lot of different ways. Craig, you want to? Do the plug for our central hub Yeah. information.
1: Here's the deal. First, go to your local internet provider. That doesn't make any sense.
0: <laughs> go physically to the offices of Charter. <laughs> yes. Uh, and who do you got? Comcast? Mm-hmm. Uh, they love it when people show up. They really do. There's nothing more that they like.
1: <laughs> they do. Cause you know why? Because they're excellent at customer service. That's their, their and first and foremost thing. Yeah. Exactly. They're all about the people. Mm-hmm. Now, but you can find us on Facebook. Maybe you can find us in their headquarters too. I don't know yeah, just show up. I've never been there, but maybe they can get in contact with us. Mm-hmm. We're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. Uh, you can find our, us uh, on our website neverheardpodcast.com and that has all the links to everything you could possibly need. you can you, you can you can get in touch with us there. Send us whatever you have. If you're in Sweden listening right now, send us send us an idea. send us a hey what's up? Or whatever the Swedish what's up might be, even mm. though that's, I mean, it's still like a 20 year old thing, but Norway, you guys are killing it. Let's, uh, how are you guys doing? Let us know if there's a movie you want to France, Spain, Ireland, Argentina, for goodness sake. Mm-hmm. I'm so blown away guys. It's uh, crazy. yeah. Thank you so much for, uh, adding us to your, to your usual podcast <laughs> regimen.
0: Well, Craig, Hmm. Real quickly, let's sum up what we did last month. We talked about the 1927 Buster Keaton movie, College, mm-hmm. which had quite a big surprise for us in that movie, which we have talked about twice now already. I'm yeah. not going to repeat it. And we talked about the 1987 John Crier comedy, question mark, <laughs> called Hiding Out, which also had some interesting surprises in it. Mm. And thank you guys for listening, but... I think I know the answer to this already. If you had to pick one right now, let's say I had, I don't know, like a tire iron or, I don't know, that's kind of cliche. Um, Let's just say I was going to like slap you in the face with my keyboard. Okay. If you didn't pick one movie right now to tell the people to watch. I think I know the answer. What is it?
1: Well, the thing is, what if I like (laughs) being hit in the head with a keyboard?
0: That's an option. I was going to do it anyway. I can't lie. Yeah,
1: okay. (laughs) No, I mean, I'd I'd probably go hiding out before I'd go back to college.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But Which, uh, yeah, surprising. what about you? Uh, I'm I'm the same. If you could cut out parts of college, <laughs> yeah, maybe it'd be a little more comfortable to recommend. Sure, I you could say the same thing about hiding out, probably. Yeah. But still, I, I found a little more to enjoy in that one. Yeah, going hiding out. It's the winner.
1: Congratulations.
0: Now let's talk about October. We're in it, so in it. Oh man, I picked the movies this month. Obviously, we got Halloween coming up. Hmm. It it seemed way too obvious to pick a horror movie, although it crossed my mind, I'm not going to lie.
1: I wouldn't have argued with you.
0: Yeah, I know you wouldn't, although it's hard to find ones you haven't seen or heard of. True. So, you know, that's maybe I think you're better at picking those. We'll definitely need to do more horror, but what I landed on was, hey, yeah, Halloween. What do we, you know, what do people like about Halloween? Candy, but what else do they like? Getting dressed up. So, costumes. I went looking for movies that won the Academy Award for Best Costumes because that I admit it's a category I don't usually pay that close attention to and so I thought there might be a couple that I had not heard of or was not very familiar with and yeah I found two our first one today is going to take us all the way over to Japan hello Japan hello and it is a 1953 movie Gate of Hell I have to completely go ahead and apologize because once again i have put you on the hook with some names that are going to be difficult to pronounce Mm -hmm. but we might as well get started why don't you tell us who made 1953's gate of hell
1: well sean first i'll say it's entirely my fault that i can't pronounce anyone's name
0: well it's not their fault it's it's not not their fault fault, but these are not it's not our native tongue let's just say that
1: Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know what the opposite of a na- native tongue <laughs> is, yeah. but this, you're about to hear it. <laughs> I will give you extra points for picking a movie where the names seem especially hard to pronounce. <laughs> okay. Even given my complete lack of linguistic uh, skills.
0: Well, I like to challenge you. You know that.
1: Yeah. Okay, here we go.
0: Sean. That name's easy.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm trying to. I'm trying to warm myself up a little bit. Okay. Gate of Hell was directed by. See, <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna do it. Rip the band-aid off.
0: <laughs> yeah. It
1: was directed by
0: Tinasuki Kinugasa. That sounded really good. Did it? I don't know about the first name, but you know, I think. Yeah. We, we could just refer to him as Kinugasa, and from here on, right? I'll
1: try. I'll try. Okay. I'm. I'm not really convinced of that.
0: Because that, well, wow, yeah. it sounded good to me.
1: In Maryland, that's how we would pronounce it. Okay, I didn't recognize a lot of titles from his. There are a few. What's interesting is there are a few that are seem to have titles in English, kind of scattered throughout. Yeah, I wasn't a hundred percent sure why. I'm guessing those were distributed in America at some point. Probably, but, but, but yeah. it'd be like like there would be a bunch of Japanese titles and then a you know English title, Japanese titles, and English title. Regardless, he directed the movies *Extra Girl*, *A Page of Madness*, and *Crossroads*. Not the one with, you know, *Karate Kid*
0: in it. But that would be a different one. Okay. But he was active from 1922 to
1: 1966. He has 124 directing credits. Oh my gosh! That's not even mentioning his 62 acting credits. I think he had 40 something writing credits. He was a busy
0: gentleman. Did you see the first thing on his bio on his IMDb page?
1: Yes, he used to be a female impersonator.
0: That's a weird way to start any bio, I gotta say.
1: It is a pretty cool detail. And I'm assuming it's, you know, the super famous popular Japanese theater art form. Geisha? Not geisha. We're definitely cutting this part out. Sumo wrestling? Definitely not. Okay, but but it's 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 famous for you know Japanese men dress up as women,
0: and it says he was an actor, so that I mean that that would make sense, yeah. They weren't letting the ladies do a lot of acting back in the day, so right. Somebody had to play so those parts.
1: Not only do I not know the language, uh, I'm not well versed in Japanese history. That's why we're watching it. Very interesting detail to start off with. That's true. The writers, Sean, since you're always so keen <laughs> to find everyone who who wrote something.
0: Such a jerk. Yeah.
1: Kan Kakuchi wrote the play, Gate of Hell. Okay. This was a play first. And then uh, Kinugasa has a writing credit on it, as well as Masaichi? Masaichi Nagata?
0: Could be Masaichi. I don't know.
1: That would make way more sense. Masaichi Nagata? Masaichi Nagata was, uh, seemed to be looking at credits more of a producer. Uh, he was a producer on this movie. Mm hmm. His other movies that he's produced were none other than Rashomon, one of the best tippity top Japanese movies, according sure. to me, a guy who has not seen all of the Japanese movies. But <laughs> I love that movie.
0: It's fantastic, yeah. And
1: can't recommend it enough. He also produced uh, many movies, including Gamera versus Barugan. You know that's a good time. Yeah. We've got music by Yasushi Akutuaga- Akutagawa. Yeah. i love the way your brain short circuits sometimes <laughs> i
0: feel like we could turn this into like a dance song just you like say, it probably yeah put a beat behind it, it'd be great
1: yeah but from 1951 i didn't recognize uh his credits but from 1951 to 1982 Yasushi yeah, provided the music for 84 movies wow God. not too shabby cinematography was by Kohei, probably not right sujiyama i'm gonna say sujiyama Say it, yeah. He did the cinematography for the Forty Seven Ronin, mm. and a movie called the Os. Uh, Anas- this isn't even a hard one. My my brain is just completely gone. An Osaka story, okay. Which I've never seen. I'm not even positive I've heard of. for some reason, it jumped out at me, and I thought I should put that in. It seems sounds familiar. I know that's the thing. Film editing by Shigio Nishida. Mm sure uh didn't recognize his other credits but again he does not. he just did like two movies and then sat around on the couch you better believe he did a bunch of them the movie is starring kazu (laughs) hasagawa you had it you had it yeah i know i know i just i didn't you got to grab onto the ring you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) kazu hasagawa who also starred in an actor's revenge another movie sounds familiar it does. not positive what it was. I'm definitely going to mispronounce this, but kind of on purpose, because I think this is a really cool name if you come from an American background like I do. Machine Kio, And I'm sure that's not how you pronounce it, but it's spelled
0: machine. That's interesting. I see something that says ma- machiko or machiko.
1: Let me just, let's just take a running, because you know what? What I just thought of is that might just be uh, autocorrect. Yeah. <laughs> so I love it yeah (laughs) so along with learning Japanese I need to learn how to use computers Mashiko Kayo or Kyo yeah okay also in Rashomon also in Tea House of the August Moon another movie I haven't seen but I I love that title
0: it's a great title I'm not familiar with that one though
1: the title kind of like it like sets me at ease somehow I don't know how that works
0: it's a tea house yeah
1: and then the last credit I I have for here lots of lovely people cast in the movie, but I only did the three because I was looking it's for... It's a you know, long cast
0: list. It's a yeah, lot I'll, of cast. I'll tell you that much. It is super long.
1: Last credit I have here is for uh, Isko, Not right. Yamagata, who was in Seven Samurai, among many other credits. Nice. And that is as much as I have to give you about the people behind the scenes right now. So I'm interested to find out What were they doing? What was happening behind the scenes, Sean?
0: Well, there's a lot of notable things happening with this movie, as Mm -hmm. I discovered, other than just winning the Oscar, but I'm going to get to that too. Primarily, this was filmed using Eastman color, Mm -hmm. and because of that, it was the first Japanese color movie to be released outside of Japan. So that was pretty interesting to me. I don't know a ton about Eastman color, obviously, though it's developed by Eastman Kodak. Mm -hmm. But uh, it was introduced in 1950, and it was sort of like the first widely successful single-strip color process. Eventually, it displaced Technicolor, which I think is a three-strip process, if film school memory serves me. But the big advantage was that it could capture the full spectrum of color, but was decidedly less expensive and more convenient because it could be used in existing cameras. So, all these people right. in foreign markets who had already invested in cameras, probably from the West, now had really good color f- film that they could put in them. So,
1: but am I wrong though that this is the process? Eastman was the, the one that over time would sort of become red.
0: You're not at all wrong oh, about okay. that, Craig. From, I believe this was Criterion's website, there was an essay about this movie, and it mentioned Kodak's new film stock offered revolutionary cost savings, but unlike those of the three-strip Technicolor, its colors did not prove to be long-lasting, a problem not corrected until the 1980s. And there were numerous films that suffered that, but fortunately, it said, because of this movie's success outside of Japan the company that made it, which I'm gonna talk about them in just a second too, made, quote, separation masters, which were black and white films that contain a record of all the color information and in order to put more copies of the film into release, which is why they did that. Mm -hmm. um, But because they are printed on black and white stock, the separations do not fade, and so they use those to create full-color negatives. And, yeah, this movie, I think, was remastered, I want to say, in the early 2000s, although it probably was also remastered before that, or they found better prints. Films that used this new Eastman color that are notable, Bad Day of Black Rock, The Umbrellas at Cherbourg, which is a very nice, colorful film, Mm-hmm. Help, the Beatles movie. Uh, and then a little movie called 2001, Craig? Never heard of it. Well, what about Clockwork Orange?
1: Mm, okay.
0: It was mentioned that it was also very popular in India's film industry, which makes a ton of sense because uh, they are noted for having very colorful films. Yeah. So the company that made this was the Dai... Now, see, here's where I get in trouble. It's D-A-I-E-I film company Mm -hmm. they were around from 42 to 71 and they were a huge studio during post-war they kind of dabbled in all things so they did your beloved Rashomon Mm -hmm. also Mizuguchi's Ugetsu Uh, but then yeah they also did the Gamera series uh, Zaitoichi they were purchased by somebody else later on and then even got into anime a little bit so lots of stuff they had their studios in Tokyo which is where this movie was filmed Now, this I did not plan on at all, Craig, but would you care to guess when this movie was released in Japan in 1953? What day of the year? June 9th. Actually, Halloween, October 31st. Halloween! How about that? Did you
1: know that going in?
0: I did not know that going in, yeah. I found that out today. kind of crazy. So, yeah came out Halloween 1953 in the home country. Mm-hmm. It played at the Cannes Film Festival in April 1954. Mm-hmm. Booyah, won the Grand Prix, suckers. <laughs> dun, That's dun. just
1: what they said, too.
0: You know, I think so. so it's a there... competition, so yeah, yeah. you got to rub it in. Mm-hmm. From Here to Eternity also screened in competition that year. And then it made it over to the United States, I have to imagine largely because of that win in uh, December of 1954. It was also known locally as Jigokuman, probably mispronounced that, and in Spain, La Puerta del no.
1: That makes sense.
0: Right, yeah, which sounds really cool. Uh, so let's talk 1954 in America. Number one movie. I always make you guess these things. Unless you have, like, an immediate response, we'll just skip your guess. Should we skip your guess? No way. Okay, go ahead, guess. Rebel Without a Cause. No, rear window, but, uh, you know. Yeah, both good movies. Well, that
1: makes more sense since Rear Window came out in 1953.
0: <laughs> yeah, Rear Window, White Christmas, Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, Demetrius and the Gladiators, The Cane Mutiny, Vera Cruz, Carmen Jones, The Country Girl, The Barefoot Contessa, and A Star Is Born tied with The High and the Mighty for tenth place that year. Rear Window, interestingly, 36 million. That was the high mark on the year. Uh, best picture that year, On the Waterfront. Best director, Ilya Kazan. Best actor, of course. Marlon Brando, and best actress, Grace Kelly, from the aforementioned The Country Girl. Now, uh, this movie definitely made an impact. It made an impact on Bosley Crowther of the New York Times, who wrote in 1954 that, quote, out of Japan has come another weird and exquisite film, (laughs) which, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel that way about Japanese movies, too, for the most part, but I'm not going to put that in writing if I'm the freaking critic for New York Times and just call it weird. This one, in color, of a richness and harmony that matches that of any film we've ever seen. And he went on to say, at last night's opening, A Gate of Hell, this was kind of interesting, the council general of Japan, whose name was Jun Suchaya, which I feel like I have to say those names now because I made you say them. Yeah. Um, I thought this was interesting. He spoke of the impact of films from his country on the Western world. He so, said, quote, the successful entry of J- Japanese films in the world market may well have not only cultural, but also, I venture to suggest, economic consequences for both our countries. To me, it is entirely conceivable that the export of superior films will greatly help my country in its present unremitting struggle to become self-sufficient to rely on trade, not aid. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's a really interesting thing, definitely knowing they're coming off the hills of a very devastating war in the country not that long ago. So, went on to win the Best Foreign Language Oscar that year and best costume design, as we mentioned, which I didn't know they did best costume design for both color and black and white films. Craig, neither did I. In the color category, they beat out Brigadoon Desiree, No Business Like Show Business, and the yes, I think first version of A Star is Born. Uh, hmm. Sabrina won best costume design, black and white. There was also a best screenplay and story category that's one category, best screenplay category. And a best story category, which I don't, Hmm. (laughs) I didn't go down that rabbit hole today, but I'm going to. And then they had best scoring of drama or comedy. That was one category. And then best scoring of musical, which that makes sense. And then also best art direction where they're separate for black and white and color. So let's talk costumes for a second. This was kind of crazy to me, Craig. Yeah. Mitsuzo Wada is credited as the costume design. Well, this is a person that won the freaking Oscar, right? Yeah. All those people that you mentioned and all their hundreds of credits on their personal filmographies, he has three.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And I couldn't find a damn thing else about this person. So he worked on a movie called Sword in the Moonlight in 1957. He was credited as the colorist. And he worked on a movie called Tyra Clan Saga in 55, credited Color Time. Gate of Hell, I believe his actual credit, is Color Consultant. We'll see when we watch the movie what if that's actually what it says. I don't know if they huh. even translate the credits. We'll see. Yeah. So, interestingly, though, there is another very famous costume designer named Emi Wada from Japan. Uh, she won the Oscar for Kurosawa's Ron. She's worked at Peter Greenaway. She's the House of Flying Daggers, et cetera. She was married to a man named Ben Wada who works in TV, but I, that's, I have no idea if there's any relation there, uh, but I thought that was kind of interesting that, there, that that's a very small... A bit of credits I don't know if the man died or what happened. So if anybody knows right. anything about it, let me know. Real quickly here, IMDb, as always, they've got lots of suggestions for you. Craig. Do it. If you like this movie, you're going to like The Ballad of Narayama, Samurai mm-hmm. One, Musashi okay. Miyamoto, yeah. Gumi, Assassins of Honor, Definitely. The Life of Oharu, Two Cents Worth of Hope, which sure. uh, I like that title. I don't, mm-hmm, yeah. I don't think that was a Japanese movie. Though other, I think it was an Italian movie, oddly. And then Ugetsu. Um, so you can go down that. On this day, didn't find a lot. But interestingly, uh, when the movie was released in the United States on that day, Japan got a new prime minister, oddly enough. They welcomed Ichiro Hitoima. That's probably Hatoyama, and I wrote it down incorrectly. But yeah, he took over the country, and ushered in a new world where their movies are going to win Oscars for costume design by a man who's credited as a color consultant. So it's a big changing point. Apparently. Yeah, uh, yeah. obviously couldn't find anything really for box office for this movie. It's tough to, to find that uh, back then. But uh, yeah, it was a good year for film, obviously. Lots mm. of greats and uh, classic directors and actors making strong work. I'm really excited to see this thing. I really don't know much about it at all, but I love the idea of just soaking up all those glorious Japanese period costumes and especially seeing what they do with color and knowing it was the first Japanese color film to release. That's that's kind of exciting, you know?
1: Yeah, totally agree. I want to see what, uh, what wowed everybody.
0: Yeah, I think the movie is a whopping... What is the year? Hour and 29 minutes. It is streaming right now on FilmStruck.com. Go check it out there or wherever you get your movies. And come back next time. You
1: won't even you won't even have any questions then.
0: None. After none. Yeah, we might do the whole thing in Japanese.
1: We might. <laughs> That's a hard might.
0: <laughs> okay, that sounds like some good last words. We'll okay. see you then, guys.
1: See. Bye.